Welcome to Neighbor of Spotlight. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today. Neighbor of Spotlight showcases citizens making positive contributions to their neighborhood in our city. My guest today is Mr. Joe Black from the Cleveland Central Promise Initiative. Before we get started, I would like to tell you something about my guest today. Mr. Joe Black is the Community Engagement Manager for the Sisters of Charity Promise Initiative. He is passionate about positively engaging the residents of the Central Neighborhood and advocating for equitable opportunities. He received his bachelor's degree in psychology and sociology from Shaw University and a master's from Cleveland State University. In 2017, he received his master's in public administration from the Bernard M. Bruch College School of Public Affairs as a member of the National Urban Fellows Academic and Leadership Development Program. In 2016, he received the Vibrant City Civic Champion Award and has been a member of the Neighborhood Connections Grant Making Committee. Welcome to Neighbor of Spotlight, Mr. Black. Finally. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored to have you here. What is, what is, what, who or what inspired you to become involved in community engagement? So my work in community engagement has been a journey for me, to say the least. Yes. I started off returning back to Cleveland and one of the first jobs I got was actually as a mentor. Okay. And it was amazing to me to kind of come out and say, oh, I get paid to hang out, inspire, <laughs> and influence. Exactly. And so I started off working with individuals. I transitioned to an opportunity where I did some direct case management, working with our youth in the community, typically those dealing with drug and alcohol and criminal issues. Mm -hmm. And in that same vein, that evolved to me then doing youth development work. Okay. I saw the opportunity then to expand my work and became the Neighborhood Engagement Manager for the Sisters of Charity Foundation. And you are doing a bang-up job, by Why, the way. You. You're Why, quite you. welcome. You're quite welcome. So now, what is Cleveland Central Promise, and how does it engage residents? So Cleveland Central Promise Neighborhood is an initiative that was derived from the work of Jeffrey Canada. So when Barack Obama was in office, mm -hmm. he initiated the opportunity for cities to follow along that pattern. And what they established is, is that in order to change communities, we have to use education as that key foundation. Absolutely. And so we identified a neighborhood in Cleveland, which is the central neighborhood, mm -hmm. East 22nd to East 55th, Woodland yes. and Euclid. And in that concentrated area, our initiative is to ensure that we change the neighborhood through the use of education as our primary resource. Absolutely. Now, admitting that the reason engagement is so important mm -hmm. is because you can't do it without the people. No, you can't. My my simple way of framing it is, is I wouldn't let someone come in my house and rearrange my furniture. <laughs> we can't let someone walk into our neighborhood right. and do the same thing. Exactly. And so our residents have to be at the forefront. And so while this initiative is focused on education, I have the opportunity to lead the work with the residents, and I am so proud of that. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Of, I, I was cheating a little bit because, you, as you know, I was involved with the Promise Initiative from the beginning, but I want our listeners to know about Cleveland Central Promise and, and what it is that you do because I was one of their original 50 ambassadors, and there is a lot of work that has been done by Cleveland Central Promise. So, Well, uh, I just have to chime in because you keep saying was, and, yeah. and I think you are. Yeah. I think that a lot of times we look at people and their involvement and we typically say, oh, I used to be involved. But yeah. noting we all have our contribution to our neighborhoods. That's right. You yourself are a historian of the community. Yeah. We have many others who are doing grassroots work in a variety of different ways. Yeah. But the most important thing is, is allowing residents in our community 
to lead the change. That's right. Lead the change and for I their community. We we have to continue to push that narrative. That's true. Leading, not yes. just being involved. And right. But leading. leading. Absolutely. Now, you have created a really unique program. Tell us about the reverse ride along because I think it's I think it's a great idea. I really do. I, I've read about it thoroughly and all the stuff that you're doing because you just recently did one. Back to back. I knew you were a little tired, but tell our audience about it. So the reverse ride along. So let me give you some context to how it started up. Okay. I first want to give support and recognition to my colleague Jan Thorpe. Yes. Who happens to be the member who had the initial thought. And collectively, me and her came together and expanded this idea into what has now been a year and a half worth of training. Yeah, and Jan's for, been involved in the community, oh, for a long time, done a lot of great things. I didn't she, mean to interrupt that, you. That's yes. my lady. Yeah, I had to give Jan stuff. some props. Right. Um, and so here's how it kind of went. Me and her both being activists in the community, deeply engaged in the neighborhood, we had the opportunity to go on a ride along with the police. Okay. And in that experience, while I'm in plain clothes, only wearing a bulletproof vest, I recognize that the community looked at me differently. Yeah. And so you imagine that scenario when you're an officer, you don't have the opportunity to change your wardrobe. Right. You walk out every day being defined by the uniform that you have on. And so we thought, what would it look like if we flipped that model? Right. What would it look like if we brought law enforcement officers into the community and allowed them to engage our neighborhood mm-hmm. without having to walk behind that badge, but instead walking into our community as individuals? Right. And so, and to, as neighbors, as neighbors, as neighbors. I mean, right. we we are so divisive in our communication of it's us versus them, and I really view community as all of us who have a stake in this neighborhood. Yeah, we're all in it together. We are, whether you're a resident, a business owner. We all have some valuable components to contribute to our neighborhoods, and that's just so meaningful to me. So with that being said, it happened where we started off with a small group of CMHA officers. It then expanded to us providing ride-alongs for Cleveland Police Department. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, we have provided this tour for almost 200 law enforcement officers. Wow. Now, how long have you been doing this? How many? Now, this is a year and a half at this point. Okay. So we did all. It's still a new endeavor. It's still a new endeavor. endeavor, Right. Um, But I think it's fairly impactful. It really is? I mean, we've had the opportunity where officers are coming in and they're telling us, oh, we appreciate the opportunity to connect with residents. I mean, in this year and a half, we've supported about 180 officers. Wow. And in that time frame, they've engaged with over 700 different residents. That is wonderful. And we're really driving this based on the fact of residents are leading where we go. So every tour that we administer, we identify different locations residents from either that community or have some influence in that neighborhood are identifying where we should go and how we should engage. Yes, just take a few moments to just mention for our audience the places that you've taken the new recruits because you've you've been very diverse in showing them the city. Very much so. So imagine this is um, just a quick example of the past tour we went on. We started off on a neighborhood in Buckeye. We were on the street and just all of a sudden pops out a little community garden so they engaged with about 10 youth in the garden, and the youth told them about the different activities they're involved in, their musical aspirations, a list of different things that they're involved in. We leave there and go over to the Hitchcock Center for Women and Families. Okay. And while there, these men are learning, men and women, excuse me, are learning about the challenges of drugs and alcohol and addiction. 
And the women in that space were very open and sharing, hey, we've had our barriers and challenges with law enforcement. Yes. But to build that relationship where both parties are able to come together and hear each other's perspectives was incredibly imperative. Yes. You go from there and we participating in a reading activity at the Friendly Inn Settlement House. Yeah. Where you have kids playing basketball with the officers, adults engaged in a book dialogue with the officers. And just that level of interaction was incredibly powerful. Yeah, you, you gave the officers an opportunity to um, see the community beyond their cars. Correct. And a lot of the officers that are coming on do not live in the community. Correct. So this is why what you're doing is very impactful, very Goodness. powerful. And I, inc- I encourage people to Google, you know, Thank you. your Thank ride you. along and look at the photos and listen to the clips as I did. It, it, it yeah. is an amazing experience to be a part of. And, and we have so much more to do. And so for people who are interested in being involved, yeah. I open up my arms to say, come out, present your ideas, showcase your neighborhood. Only us from the neighborhood can truly define the assets. Mm, that's true. And we have to take advantage of that opportunity to showcase what we have. Now, what are some of the new and uh, other initiatives that the uh, Promise has got going on and it's going to be coming up in the future as we go in, as we clear out 2018 and move into 2019? Well, as we're clearing out 2018, one of the big things we have going on is the Promise Reads Initiative. Okay. And so, in short... Channel 3 has been using the news as a format to broadcast and create community engagement opportunities. Uh, yes. And specifically, we're looking at reading as being one of the major components that we wanted. So I'm de- definitely assuming that you're working with Margaret, who's absolutely, totally helpful and we, indispensable. <laughs> we are. She has been the foundation of this work, really yes. driving the agenda to say, yeah. how can we use media in a different platform? Yes. And so for our community, we are just beginning to launch our one-year campaign that is focusing on driving literacy in the central neighborhood. Yes. Reading is so important. You can't do anything without it. And we have to yeah. contribute and commit ourselves yeah. And the to reading that and the writing piece. Correct. You know, you can't, you, they go hand in hand. They do. And so that is an opportunity that we're driving this year, looking ahead. And every month we'll be contributing some type of different activity that focuses on literacy. Yeah, so we're I, looking forward to it. And that. I definitely want to draw attention to people in the community, the Little Free Libraries. Of course, you know, I was involved with the Little Free Libraries and yes. installing them. So, you know, in the central neighborhood and the folks out there, if you have books that you want to donate, I'm sure Mr. Black at the end, we're going to give the information, you know, and things. Uh, if you've got some things into literature you want to donate, I'm sure they'll be happy to take them and put them in the Little Free Libraries. Greatly and have them appreciate available. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the point is simple. We yeah. all can contribute something to this journey. Exactly. Whether it's a book or reading to someone, we all have something to offer. Excellent. And why not work together as a community? Absolutely. I concur. Now, how can youth and potential mentors get involved with the Promise Initiative? So let me backtrack and at least say this part first. I think that mentorship is loosely defined by an organized relationship that says, oh, I am your mentor and you are my mentee. Right. And I think we lose track of all the informal relationships that define mentorship. True. And so as a result of that, one, I think recognizing who within your circle you are supporting and engaging. Mm -hmm. I personally believe that if you're not giving back, that's a reflection of the opportunities that you're limiting yourself to. And so how can you invest in others? So my first immediate response is, is recognize that you are a mentor in some way or capacity. Absolutely. And seek out those opportunities. That's true. And cause you, and you never know who's watching you. You and never a child know. child in your community is paying attention to what you're doing. You never know. And 
And to that vein, I just want to dive deeper into that and say, we often look at it and say, well, how can I be a mentor and my situation isn't what it needs to be? How can I tell somebody about financial practices and I'm not a millionaire or whatever (laughs) financial goals you may have? But I think even in that vein, we have so many things to offer. Yes. And I think we have to be cognizant that even as we are growing, it doesn't help to have others grow with us. That's the truth. But to your question, in terms of getting involved with us, we are an initiative that's focused on education. And so connecting directly with our organization, whether it be initiating your own activity Mm -hmm. and or supporting the activities that we have, there's opportunities for you to be a leader. Yes. And there's opportunities to engage with youth and adults. I mean, mentoring isn't just a child to adult relationship. I have mentors. Right. Exactly. And, and so there, there's right. value in just having relationships and people right. with whom you can rely on. Exactly. As a, as a friend of mine said one time, um, uh, he said, Carol, we the old heads now. <laughs> Tell me about it. I'm starting so, to see that in myself. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> so we're, we are, people are looking up to us as well, too. And we have people that we look up to as well. Correct. Um, so um, what advice do you have for residents and in particular youth who want to make positive contributions to the community? What advice do you have for folks? Because sometimes people don't know how to get involved and get started, you know? So... Again, I think it means recognizing that you are a mentor. I mean, whether that is in a positive vein, and I will admit there are some negative mentors. So recognizing that you are a mentor, but more importantly, finding organizations where there's opportunities to support. Right. For myself, it started off with working with foster youth. I found that to be a group that had a significant need. There are organizations within the school. So if you're a parent, just being willing to go to your school recognizing that not only will I be my child's primary teacher, but maybe I can support some of the other students in that space. Absolutely. Um, For myself, as part of my work with Neighborhood Connections, I was actually mentoring through a grant that I received through them. And what we were utilizing is an opportunity. I had a passion for baseball. Okay. And we used that as a means to mentor our teenage boys and require them to be responsible for mentoring the boys behind Excellent, them. excellent. Neighborhood connections, we're everywhere. You are, you <laughs> we're, are. We're and everywhere. So that peer-to-peer model <laughs> yeah. was so important because as I find as I am getting older, <laughs> I am disconnecting a little bit. So I still have some valuable wisdom to provide, yeah. but allowing others to lead. And I think not being afraid in those mentorship positions to be that support, to allow those who you're supporting to Make decisions, Mm -hmm. make mistakes, but never fall alone. Yes. Well said, Mr. Black. Thank you. Now, how can people contact you and get involved with Promise Initiative? (laughs) So, as I tell people in the neighborhood, I text, I email, (laughs) I I make calls. However you can reach me, please do. My direct line is 216-346-5639. And then my email is jblack at socfcleveland.org. Well, I would like to thank my guest, Mr. Joe Black, for stopping by today. It has been a pleasure. It's been informative. Thank you so much for your, ple- your, your patience, and I am honored to speak with you today. Thank you, Carol. <laughs> you are very, very welcome. I would like to leave our audience with a quote from my guest today. Engagement is the place intersection between needs and action. All of us are responsible for engagement. That is so true. Get out in the community. Find out what it is that you can do. 
I want to thank our audience for listening today. We appreciate your support. Please join us next time as we continue our conversation with Cleveland residents who are making positive contributions to their neighborhood and our community. And visit Neighborhood Connections website and see all the community engagement activities. Come and network and collaborate with residents who are making positive contributions to our community. If you have a great idea and want to do something positive for your neighborhood, contact Neighborhood Connections at 216-361-0042 and send us, or send us an email at www.neighborhoodgrants.org and like us on Facebook. Get informed, get involved, get connected. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today on Neighborhood Spotlight. Neighborhood Spotlight is sponsored by Neighborhood Connections and the Cleveland Foundation in association with Bad Racket Recording Studios. Executive producer, creator, writer, host, Carol Malone. Co-producer, Lila Mills. Engineer, co-producer, Henry Rapp. Neighbor up, Cleveland. <laughs>